Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can help us lose weight, be healthier, or live longer, better. In today's show, I'm going to tell you about how we are experiencing increasing vision problems associated to our changes in diet and lifestyle as compared to other times and other cultures, cataracts, macular degeneration, nearsightedness, and the newly emerging eye fatigue. After I give you information on all the problems, I'm going to give you some solutions that you're going to find very helpful, like nutritional approaches to combat many of these degenerative changes before you lose vision. And I'm also going to give you special techniques and exercises, easy things that you are going to find very helpful that are just going to help every single day a little bit. Vision is independence. You lose your vision and you're tethered forever. We often take vision for granted. Glasses or contacts correct most problems when we're young. And, you know, it's easy to have cataract surgery if you later need to have your damaged or foggy lenses corrected. Are these problems necessarily unavoidable? No. In fact, there are some cultures that have been known for their exceptional eyesight. I've always viewed the Native Americans, our Indians, with great reverence. And I remember one thing I heard about them, that they were known to have good, even great vision. You know, they could see far away with ease. I found this quote from Thomas Morton in 1637 that I think you'll enjoy. He said, When they, the Indians, have told us of a ship at sea, which they had seen sooner by an hour, yea, two hours sail than any Englishman, their sight is exceptional. And then another one that came from the 1900s. The American Indians are known to have the strongest eyes in the world. They have the closest thing to telescopic vision. They can see objects in the far distance that the average person would need a telescope to see. In retrospect, we know it was their diet and lifestyle that promoted that exceptional eyesight. They would focus, they would exercise their focus all day long far away for hunting and gathering and then close up for daily work. They lived outside much of the time, so focusing far away was essential. Hunting, horseback riding, fishing, that was all normal life. Unfortunately, like all amazing strengths that I've studied from other cultures, as soon as they adopt the modern American diet and lifestyle, they end up with the same diseases, the same illnesses, the same conditions we have, and sometimes even worse. Fun fact, many ancient cultures lived outdoors most of the time, so they developed eye tests that would be appropriate for their daily use. A common ancient naked eye test used for the double star of the Big Dipper in the constellation Ursa Major, or the Big Bear. The second star from the end of the handle of the Big Dipper is an optical double star. So the ability to perceive this separation of these two stars, the double stars, 
Mizor and Alcor was considered a test of good vision. And that is also called the test, or presently, the Arab eye test. And it's associated with our 2020 vision test today. You know, they everybody was outside. It was just common for them to be looking up at the stars. Oh, gosh, most of the time, we're indoors. And I can't tell you the last time I tried to find the Big Dipper. No wonder we're all nearsighted. We're focusing up close all day long, every season. Even in the summer when we're outside, rarely do we look up and know the stars, let alone, you know, use them to be able to really navigate. So one of the reasons for the decline in Native Americans, according to the Indian Bureau, okay, books. Yeah, books first, but now electronic screens. I'm going to cover this a lot more in a minute, but close up, close field, and focused attention weakens the eyes as the lens accommodates to that. Native Americans needed to have flexible vision to be able to hunt and survive. It was their life. They would focus far and then they would close focus close for a short period of time. So the eyes were pliable and flexible and they could immediately focus at distance as well as close proximity. Later, I'm going to give you some exercises so you can have eagle eyes. I remember my eyesight suffered when I first began to read a lot. And according to the American Academy of Ophthalmology, the number of children needing eyeglasses has doubled since the 70s. When we all played outside all day, now everybody is inside watching TV on screens. And with that increasing screen time, TV, gaming, studying, social media, all this increases the amount of time that the muscles are focused at one depth, usually less than arm's length. In fact, graduate students... 75% of them, you know, they're studying all the time. 75% of them wear glasses. You know, glasses make you look smart anyway, right? So there is a growing concern among eye doctors that this excessive screen time, especially on our kids, it's a problem. It seems like Even in infancy, we're giving them an iPad to educate or entertain, and then later, gaming for long hours at a time. You know, one of the double-sided things that the pandemic gave us was a lot more time on screens, virtual work from home, more time on mobile phones, computers, tablets, binge-watching TV, and that has given us the epidemic of digital eye strain. So it's not only the fact that we're focusing close up that's making us all myopic, nearsighted, but it's the exposure to the screen itself that's posing a health risk. All of these digital devices emit what's called high-energy visible blue light. It's abbreviated HEV. That's why we call them blue screens. It's high energy visible blue light, HEV. You know, we've learned to protect ourselves from UV radiation from the sun, wearing sunglasses and sunscreen, but these other sources have damaging rays too. 
the HEV light that comes from electronics, even from fluorescent lights, televisions. You know, it's they're all damaging to our eyes. You know, there are blue blocker glasses that people wear. So now we have both the HEV and the UV radiation hitting the eyes, creating those free radicals that cause inflammation and damage. That damage is to the lens, causing cataracts, and to the macula, causing age-related macular degeneration. But, you know, we think it's just for old people, but we are seeing these problems in younger and younger people. Now, I'm not going to touch on how this light pollution is also increasing the evident the metabolic diseases and sleep disorders. I'm just going to talk about the effects on the eye structure itself and how we really need to protect ourselves from the damage of this HEV ray with diet. And that brings me to another cause of poor eyesight. The typical American plate, it's filled with things that are increasing the inflammation. Refined grains, processed foods, sugars, bad fats, all these things tend to weaken our eyesight and result in lots of things, but diabetes, glaucoma, more cataracts, macular degeneration. When you think back to the Indian's diet, the Native American diet was rich in all of these nutrients that are attributed to good eyesight. I'm talking about lutein, astaxanthin, zeaxanthin, that these are found in corn and carrots and melon and salmon, all those foods that Native Americans routinely ate. Now, you know, we can get them in pill. These nutrients that have been found to be great for the health of the eyes are carotenoids, lutein and zeaxanthin. They do a great job at filtering and absorbing these HEV and UV lights. In fact, the latest study of AREDS, that age-related eye disease study that all the ophthalmologists use, they substituted lutein and zeaxanthin for the beta keratin, and there was a 26% reduction in macular degeneration risk in people who didn't eat their leafy greens. If you've been listening to me for a while, I've been saying that there are over 25,000 phytonutrients that are at least as important as vitamins and minerals and antioxidants, especially as we age. That includes lutein and zeaxanthin. I take it every day in the eye wellness formula. When we eat these plants or these compounds, we're not only getting the good calories for energy, but we're getting all those compounds that the plants have made to protect themselves from the environment. An interesting fact is that the harsher the environment they grow in, drought, a lot of sun, harsh sun, pests, the higher the nutrient content. That's why wild blueberries that have had to really survive bad environments have far higher phytonutrient content than blueberries that are gingerly tended to. But anyway, the pigment 
in lutein and zeaxanthin, they absorb that HEV light. The light doesn't have a chance to damage the photoreceptor cells in the brain. It neutralizes those free radicals. At the same time, they are great for the circulation in the retina. They become even more important as we age because we don't have as much ability to fight the oxidative damage as we get older. AMD, that stands for age-related macular degeneration. You know, we need to get wiser in our food choices as we get older, especially if you want to be healthy and have good eyesight. The more antioxidants and protective agents we have in our diet, the less the risk. Lots of benefit and no risk. That's what I like to do. Look at the risk to benefit ratio. So let's look at herbs and spices for eyes that are rich in zeaxanthin and lutein. You know, all these come from the old spice roots that was traversed for thousands of years. Saffron and oregano and mustard seeds and caraway and paprika and sage and black cumin or black pepper and cumin and cayenne and marjoram and turmeric. Yeah. Chili and coriander and rosemary and thyme and cinnamon. Oh my gosh. All of them. Lutein, zeaxanthin, so much more than just that. And there's so many collateral benefits. Much of the Eastern foods are rich in these spices. India, China, Turkey, Morocco. I'm going to post a wonderful recipe on um, social this week. Uh, it's I had like a five-hour cook-a-thon last weekend for my son and daughter-in-law to help them get going with the new Bambino. It's uh, called Moroccan chicken. It had almost all of the spices I just measured mentioned, and you mix them up with olive oil, then cauliflower and onion and carrots and sweet potatoes along with the chicken thighs. You combine them all, toss it all together, put it on a sheet pan, cook it for 30 minutes at 400. It was so good. Okay, so those are the herbs and spices that are high in turmeric, or I'm sorry, in lutein and zeaxanthin. Now, foods for the eyes. Basically, it is my low and slow carb Mediterranean diet. You've got eggs and peppers and leafy greens and sweet potatoes and citrus and melon and apricots and broccoli and olive oil and sardines and salmon and beans and berries and seeds and nuts, but not peanuts. We have to spend just a scooch of time on what not to eat because there are some things that really increase the inflammation and the oxidative stress that is damaging to not only your eyes, but your heart and your liver and your kidneys and everything else. But things like processed meats and sweets and energy drinks and flour, anything made with flour, fries, excess alcohol. Eating fish lowers your risk of macular degeneration by 18%, whereas two drinks of alcohol increase it by 20%. Enough said. Now, here's some fun stuff that you can do with me here. Exercises for healthy eyes. These eye exercises can strengthen the eye muscles, help maintain flexible lenses, and preserve sharper vision in just five minutes a day. But if you're on the computer all day long, it's kind of important to add a three-minute break every hour. That solid focus just on the computer screen is so unhealthy for the eyes. My son had 2010 vision, incredible. 
And he's a computer geek on his computer all day. But he has a a diet super high in those good foods I just listed. When he went to college, he thought his vision was getting bad. So I told him to do some of these exercises. And you could do some of these with me. But exercises as old as the hills and like so many things, they work. And we are just now finding out why they work. Honestly, these little things are also stress-reducing and kind of a type of meditation. So one of them is just palming, where you take a deep breath and begin. Place your palms over your eyes, resting the heel of the hand, of, on your hand on the cheekbones and the fingers on your forehead. You're actually stimulating acupuncture points around the orbit, calming the mind. Do it for a few breaths. Another one, now this is kind of fun, figure eights. Imagine a horizontal figure eight about 10 feet in front of you. Trace it with your eyes without moving your head. Then reverse the trace. Granted, it looks a little weird. My son was doing this in one of his classes, and the professor actually stopped the whole class and asked him if he was okay. You know, So, you know, just, just be aware. It looks weird. You know, your eyes are doing that figure eight, and it may look like, I don't know, you're having a spell. And then there's another one called the floating hot dog. This one, you focus on something in the distance. It's about eight inches from your eyes and in line of what you're focusing on. Then you touch fingertips. Be sure to keep breathing and you pull your fingers apart. And it almost looks like a hot dog begins to appear to float in front of your eyes. Keep focused on the distant object for a couple breaths. Then focus on that floating hot dog and watch it disappear. Then focus back on the distant object for a couple breaths then go back and forth. Really powerful exercise. This is like the eagle eye that the Native Americans did naturally all day long. There's other ones. There's one called scanning. There's effortless focus. There's near and far focus. There's zooming. There's even an eye massage that are eye exercises that are done throughout China in schools and factories and offices where the people are actually able to avoid glasses at all because it is stimulating the acupuncture points. So lastly, sunrise has valuable benefits for the eyes as well as the brain. So five minutes within a short time after sunrise, expose your eyes to sunlight. You know, you don't don't look directly at the sun, just be in the sun without contacts or sunglasses. Really powerful to the health of the whole eye. So there are some important things to know about how our present environment is affecting our vision and what you can eat, what you can do and not do to help preserve your vision and your independence your whole life. So I hope you enjoyed listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope it helps you or someone you love. If you'd like to listen to other shows, you can go to my website, debford.com or on iTunes under Today's Nutrition. Be sure to like it so it's going to be shared with other people. Have a great day, and remember, keep your eyes open to healthy choices you can make every day.